0: Hey there keto fam my name is keto Christina and this is the keto 360 podcast to date I have lost over hundred pounds on the ketogenic diet and I want to bring my knowledge and experience of how life-changing this way of eating is to you each week we will discuss all things keto as well as health and lifestyle topics or anything that I believe can help you on your journey so please Join me by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on iTunes. Let's get the show started. Hi everybody out there in Ketoland. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Keto 360 podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because I have a very special guest joining me Um, My sister Brenda is coming on to talk through all things menopause and how she used both supplementation and keto to manage her menopause symptoms. But first I'm just going to give you guys a little update in case you haven't seen any of the videos. If you have I'm sorry for repeating myself um, but I just want to make sure that everybody gets an update uh, wherever they listen to me. So as you know I had Uh, blood tests done a few weeks ago that diagnosed me as hypothyroid so last week I went to see my doctor and he wasn't going to give me any medication for that but I quite insistently um, spoke with him about it and we agreed that he would put me on the same dose of medication that I had been on previously so today is day five of the treatment and I'm happy to say that I am feeling so much better um, I think a lot of the symptoms of the malfunctioning thyroid have started to dissipate luckily quickly enough. But I seem to have done something to my sciatica and I um, as I'm talking to you now I'm sitting with a heat pack on me. Um, I'm feeling a little bit of pain there and um, so I'm just trying to deal with that. But I definitely think that in terms of the difficulties that I was having over the last few weeks I'm starting to come out the other side of it now so I'm really happy about that. So this week Mr Keto is actually in the United States with his job and he's in Washington DC for a few days so I am left to fend for myself and to fend for the child and to feed us both and feed the cats as well so I'm thankful that France is the home of the rotisserie chicken because I feel like that's what we're probably going to be eating for the next few days. So I've given Mr. Keto a list and I've asked him to pick me up some keto products from Whole Foods and I think from Trader Joe's as well. So I'm really looking forward to sampling all the things that he brings back. Um, I asked on, on Instagram for any suggested products so I got a lovely nice big list And he has six kilograms of free space in his bag. So I'm hoping that he's going to make good use of them. So let's jump right into the podcast. So I'm really, really happy today to introduce my guest, my wonderful darling sister, older sister, let me just point out. Hey. So welcome, Brenda. So Brenda, it's great to have you here. Welcome.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me. It is great to be here.
0: I'm really looking forward to chatting about this because it's something, obviously, being so much younger than you, I have no experience of, so.
1: (laughs) Hey, mine's not an age thing either. We have to point that out now at the start. (laughs) Let's not be doing me a disservice here.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Well, I suppose when we look at your story, you were significantly younger than most people who go through this, right?
1: That's right, yeah, yeah. Um I like I even had the doctor say to me, but you're yeah, you're very young, you're very young. So I was only forty um when I was diagnosed with bowel cancer. Mm-hmm. So um yes, I was very young, but it was um diagnosed as a hereditary thing. So mm-hmm. it was different then for me, for what most people maybe would be like, um because I was predisposed to that. Yeah. So, um. But as a result of that, and because of the way the tumor was sitting, they ended up having to take out, um, well, to give me a full, uh, hysterectomy. So, um.
0: So it was precautionary rather than it. It, um, yeah, it was a preventative measure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. It was as a preventative measure because they weren't happy about how close, uh, the tumor had been sitting. Um, so they decided to take out the womb as well at the same time. So, um, I guess, uh, that obviously wouldn't put you into menopause and early menopause, but where, where this happened or how this happened, I should say is, um, because of the urgency to treat the cancer, I had radiation treatment, which was targeted, obviously, because of where it was targeted, um, around into the lower bowel.
0: Yeah, so the tumour was quite low down, right?
1: Yeah, the tumour was low down. So, um, as a result, the radiation treatment also damaged my ovaries. So, either way, I was never going to come out the other side with kind of fully functioning reproductive system anyway. Yeah. Um... So I had decided when the surgeon told me that they were going to take the womb I had said, well, are you not going to take the ovaries as well given that they've been destroyed or damaged mm-hmm. to a certain extent from the radiation? And he had he just he said to me, well, we hadn't really thought about doing that or we hadn't it wasn't something they had thought about really and I said to him, well, see as I've had cancer, I am now predisposed to have other cancers. Mm-hmm. Like that's where my body is going to be from now on. So I'm like, why would you leave damaged ovaries in there at the risk of having ovarian cancer?
0: Yeah, the tr- the radiation and and chemotherapy treatments actually increase your risk for the cancers. I ironically as as it is, um, yeah. So yeah as a pr- protective measure absolutely i think Well this right is it like
1: you know so the decision was mine um they didn't want to put me into uh early menopause but my ovaries were damaged anyway so it would have happened mm. so as the ovaries degrade i would have gone into menopause in my 40s anyway yeah so in my mind the risk of leaving the ovaries there was greater than going into early menopause because at the end of the day my reproductive system wasn't going to be functioning anyway so Mm -hmm. what was the point so
0: how quickly then after surgery um did you start to feel the effects of the dipping hormone level
1: Um, it was, it's kind of hard to tell because of my recovery from the surgery, um, Mm -hmm. was a long, it was that that was a long road in itself.
0: Mm -hmm. It was quite a major surgery. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. I was, um, three weeks in the hospital after the surgery. Mm -hmm. So even when I came out then, it was a good few months recovery before I was kind of up on my feet and, you know, active again. And, and because of that, you don't really concentrate on the other things. Um, obviously you're plunged straight into menopause the minute your ovaries are removed like so yeah. you're straight in um i suppose the shocking part of the whole thing more than anything because i had made the decision to have the ovaries removed that was fine i had no problem with that i think it was waking up after the surgery and the the gynecological surgeon sitting there who had done the surgery to remove the womb there was two surgeons working on me one for the tumor and then one for the hysterectomy mm-hmm. so and then the oophorectomy i think is how you say mm-hmm. it take it. all I the bits it. <laughs> all the bits yeah so the guy who removed all the bits <laughs> um and that's the technical term folks that is the technical term the guy who removes all the bits um but anyway he sat on the end of my bed um, when I re- came out of the surgery and kind of talked me through, you know, where I'm at now and all that sort of stuff, but he then said because I'm so young, I recommend you go on to HRT. Now, to me, that was a bit of a shock. I was a bit surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, you are very young and the HRT does kind of protect your heart a bit because you haven't got those hormones anymore and all that sort of thing but given that the hrt has been linked with breast cancer mm-hmm. i was fairly shocked that i was lying in my bed recovering from surgery because i had cancer being recommended a drug that causes cancer so i was i was a bit taken aback by that and i just said to him well for you the know, sake of a little he-
0: discomfort you know
1: the yeah but there there are other ways
0: yeah absolutely to
1: protect you know to protect yourself but i just i kind of just said to him you know look let me have a think about it i want to look at other options mm. um because in my mind hrt wasn't an option so yeah. um the actual cancer nurse that i had uh who was um she was the nurse the the kind of supportive nurse um she recommended i go on to um the nhs website in the uk to look at alternatives um funny enough in ireland we don't really have the you know she didn't send me to the hsc website she sent me to the nhs website to to get all the information i need for alternative therapies for hate for menopause wow so i started on the sage tablets um which really did help with the flushes the okay. hot flushes are the first thing that kind of kick in. So they did help to a certain extent. Um, and I was kind of lucky in that I was never really hormonal with my period anyway. Okay. So that wasn't, I didn't really notice. Now I did have, you know, kind of little mini meltdowns and, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to sit and cry because obviously that that is the hormonal thing. But I was never really kind of overly hormonal anyway. Okay. So um, the sage did help at the start but not completely i was still waking up in the middle of the night in buckets of sweat and all that sort of thing but definitely the minute i started low carb and then into keto gone completely completely gone i have no symptoms anymore um i know it's healthier for my heart I yep. know, um, and that is one of the big things when you don't have the hormones that you mm-hmm. have, and mm-hmm. um, your heart is not protected. So I am on uh, vitamins, and I'm doing keto, and I just feel fantastic.
0: And so, the symptoms that you did have, you were saying that the hot flushes were the most apparent. Yeah.
1: Yes, most definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: And what? Ab- what about? Um, what about feeling kind of, uh, fatigue? You didn't have anything like that? Well, you were also recovering from, from major surgery as well. So yeah. yeah. I
1: like when I came out of the hospital after three weeks, um, I had like a complete muscle af- atrophy and everything after it. I had, no, you remember I mm-hmm. was skin and bone. Yeah. Um, I was like seven stone or seven and a half stone and, um, I hadn't which got a about, muscle. Um,
0: which is about 60 kilos, about 150, 120 pounds.
1: Yeah, roughly. yeah it was nothing. Yeah. And I had no muscle. Mm-hmm. I had no muscle anywhere on my body. like so. And then when I came home from hospital, I probably spent another two months between the, the bed and the couch trying to recover. So, you know, it, it, recovery was very long. So in my mind, menopause was at the back. So, you know, it was kind of the back of my mind and it was only when I really started to fully recover, I started to really notice um, the hot flushes and how uncomfortable I was, you know. Taking off the cardigan, putting back on the cardigan, taking off the jumper, <laughs> putting back on the jumper. And, you know, they're the kind of walking around a shop and then, oh, my God, I need to sit down. I'm actually going to pass out here. Taking off your coat, taking off your cardigan, putting back on the cardigan, oh, okay. putting back on yeah. the coat. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> this, this is what this is what it's like. But, yeah, I did notice a difference with the sage, but nowhere near the difference now that I've gone right down and taken on board keto.
0: So tell us then about um, what you started to supplement with, because I know you had a lot of help from an expert in supplementation. Uh, So tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah, initially um, I was, like I say, sent to the NHS website. I had a good read of the things that they have there, because um, I suppose in the UK there are a lot better alternative uh, remedies.
0: Yeah, they're actually available on the NHS, right?
1: Well, that's exactly it, yeah. So uh also Tony, long suffering husband, he did a lot of research as well of what I'd need. And my brother in law, Eddie Davlin, gave him a shout out. Um Absolutely. He yeah, his website is true wealth is health dot co dot UK.
0: We'll put a link in the description so folks can go have a look and check it out when when they're finished listening.
1: So yeah, he helped me out a lot, um, talking about The vitamins and what i can take and what i should take so now i've honed down the vitamins so i have my vitamin supplements every day so i am on vitamin c b12 d3 e k2 omega-3s uh krill oil um and of course the magnesium and the electrolytes because they are so essential
0: so you rattle really
1: yeah, pretty much. I kind of have all these bottles lined up and in front of me in the morning, and and every day when Tony comes home from work, he's like, "Did you take your vitamins? Did you take your vitamins?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, every day before he even I open the door when he's coming in, I go, "Yes, I took my vitamins." <laughs> oh, he's
0: looking out for you. That's good. I know. I know. Right, because if you're anything <laughs> like me, forget. You forget to take them.
1: Oh my God, I am so bad at taking them. You know, we have them lined up on the counter in the kitchen and it's it's like, oh God, I have to take these. But some of them are so big. Some of them are so... And then when you're taking them, I have to stagger them throughout the day because you just they just get stuck in your throat, you know?
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very pleasant.
0: <laughs> so would you attribute the the recovery from the symptoms um to do a combination of the supplementation and keto i mean did you notice a, a significant difference once you switched then to low carb and then on to keto um uh, with yes. the symptoms
1: yeah absolutely because my first protocol was the vitamins so like okay. i say i started with the sage which is actually like super expensive it is so expensive they they do sell it in boots but it it's it's like um, I think it's, it's just like
0: desiccated about... sage, is it?
1: Yeah, in in tablet form, and it's like forty or fifty quid or something ridiculous. But like you, you yeah. could
0: easily do that yourself at home. Just
1: yeah, I did try with the sage tea, but it was a bit oh god, just oh, no, no. I just said, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, um, yes, I started with the sage, um, and I did see a difference during the day, but not at night. Mm. And at night time is when it's worse, um but yeah when i came well when tony did more research then and we came into keto and low carb uh, it made such a big difference like i like i say today now i would have no symptoms whatsoever
0: that's wonderful yeah that's really good so your your recommendation then for ladies who were starting to reach this period of menopause or, or even who have started maybe In premenopause. Yeah, I mean premenopause, yeah. you know, from what I've been reading, you can go into premenopause as early as a decade before you yes. actually go into yes. full menopause.
1: Menopause is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your doctor will tell you that and that was the one thing that I like I was always on the, the, the misconception that it started there was a middle and then there was an end but it's actually not like that at all it's different for everybody mm-hmm. and when I said to the nurse okay so clearly I'm now in the menopause because you've taken my ovaries out and she's like yes and I'm like well when will the symptoms kick in Like, because I had this in my mind, you know, when you were younger and your period started, it started and that was it then. Like, menopause is not like that. It comes and kind of everybody is different depending on how your body reacts to it. And some women have really severe symptoms. I think I was just very lucky I didn't have a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think that I managed it from an early stage knowing that I was in menopause, which really helped. That I did actually have that start point, you see. So... Um, and that I was given the where to go to find out about alternative ways to manage it,
0: yeah, I think that's so helpful because I know that um you know m- most doctors sneer in a c in a way at alternative treatments, but I know for me, yes, I found huge benefits from acupuncture. I love acupuncture, I always feel really good afterwards, and when I was having issues with my thyroid before. It was like during the the treatments, it was the only time where I actually felt warm. And and it's not just because, you know, he had the room particularly warm. It it wasn't his ambient temperature, but um, I really, whether it's placebo or not, I mean, who cares if it works, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And I'm sure there is a percentage of it that's all in the mind because you're working yourself up. Um, through anxiety and you know and I suppose when you're hormonal as well and I I, the thing about it is um, if you look at kind of the evidence of how women in general when they do keto how they do notice the difference in their period and how these things change with your hormones then it's going to be the same with the menopause Absolutely, you know it's going to help with that because you're balancing out your hormones even though you're kind of all over the place and you know but definitely There was a big difference. And like I say, I might get a hot flush every now and again, but that may be because I've kind of gone a little bit astray with my carb content, my carb kind of intake or, you know.
0: So you find when you eat carbs that you get this, you get hot flashes back. If I, yeah, if
1: I come out, if, if, if I get... I was gonna say if I get boosted out of keto, but really to own that, yeah. if, I step right out, <laughs> yeah, if I boot myself out, yeah, if I boost myself out of ketosis, um, then definitely, yeah, I I do get the flushes. Yeah, it's really weird. I well,
0: you know, I, I wouldn't see that as being weird. I mean, when I have no very low anxiety symptoms when I'm on keto, um, I ha- I kind of have the normal anxiety symptoms, um, and it might rarely get some intrusive anxiety persistent anxiety symptoms where I'm overthinking something like you I'm a catastrophizer so yeah um but I find that when I step off keto temporarily um (laughs) that that when the train leaves the station yeah my anxiety comes screaming back like I wake up in the middle of the night with pan- full blown panic attacks, heart beating 50 million miles a minute and just co- in a complete panic. And I don't know. I, I don't know what mechanism it is that controls these things. But um, clearly, you know, the, uh, all the evidence is pointing to the fact that keto is obviously beneficial for both mind and body in ways that we yes. can't even begin to understand.
1: Yeah. And I suppose with women, um, it's all about controlling the hormones and not letting the hormones rule your life. And, and you know, taking over and like there are some women that could lose like a, a full week every month. Yeah. Had a lot of friends that have suffered that bad, you know, and it's just it's not good. Like, you know, it really isn't. I mean, I, I did know a girl once that actually had to take a couple of days off work every month wow. because her period was so bad.
0: And the solution then is to medicate your eyes, to put it on the pill. Oh, yeah,
1: put it on the pill, yeah. And let's just mask all those symptoms so you can live your life. But then when you decide to have children, you are so screwed.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's the solution to everything, right? Take this yeah. pill, make the symptoms go away.
1: Yeah, and not to be men bashing or anything, but if it was men, men's health, I think it would be a completely different story.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Brenda, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed that. And I think that your advice and, you know, your experience is going to be really helpful for other lovely keto ladies out there and our keto fam who are either facing this or got going through it currently. So thank you.
1: Oh, you're most welcome. Anytime.
0: You've been listening to the Keto 360 podcast. You can support me by visiting Patreon and joining the community there. If you would rather just buy me a coffee, I'll leave the link below. Thank you very much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a nice review for us on iTunes.